worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times where people will love only themselves and their testimony. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win the confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Johnny's and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and are a counterfeit faith, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are, just as with Johnny's and Jambres. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, at Iconium, at, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil people and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. All of 2 Timothy chapter 3. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for how that your word saves us, equips us, empowers us, guides us, molds us, shapes us, does so, so much for us. More and more, help us to be a people who live in your word, who read and meditate on your word, who pray your word, who put the weapon of your word to work in our lives faithfully and boldly every single day. More and more, Lord, teach our hands to war, teach us to be well-equipped warriors who take the sword of the Spirit, your word, and use it effectively 
every day as we step out onto the battlefield of life. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for today, and thank you so much for these moments. Father, I ask that you'd move and that you'd speak to us now. Father, thank you so much for grace. Thank you so much for peace. Thank you so much for you being the source of life that uh, breathes love through us. Father, I ask that we'd be vessels to grow more in your likeness, and I ask that you'd call more people to you that they may know what true love really looks like, that they know Jesus as he truly is. Thank you, Father, in your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We are very grateful and blessed to have with us once again Miss Christy Mitchell. She's the assistant professor of speech and theater at Blue Mountain Christian University in Blue Mountain, Mississippi. Uh, Christy, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. All right. Great to have you on. And of course, it was some uh, some months ago, some time ago, we had the privilege of having you and your daughter on and uh, she did a wonderful speech as a part of our Ten Commandments speech project, and we're great to, grateful to have you to come back as well and to share about uh, a totally different project. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit, just a little bit about uh, Blue Mountain Christian University before we get into talking specifically about the play. Sure. Well, I'd be glad to, and thank you for this opportunity to to be with you and speak with you today. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Blue Mountain just changed their name this year officially to Blue Mountain Christian University, and it's located in Blue Mountain, Mississippi, and it's it started out as a school uh, for young girls to become teachers, and then it... Uh, in, um, and 150 years ago, this is actually their anniversary uh, this year, 150th anniversary, so they're very excited about that. And then it turned into welcoming young men who are wanting to study and biblical studies to be ministers, and then it became co-ed in, uh, in 1996, I believe, and then they've added some sports and here we are today. Uh, they, it's a it's an institution that was known for well known for teachers and preachers, and now they've just introduced their new nursing program, mm-hmm. and uh, that's off to a a running start. So, all right. Well, is, yes. If someone wants to get in touch with or learn more about Blue Mountain uh, Christian University, tell them how they can do that. The best way would probably be to check out uh, Blue Mountain on their website, bmc.edu, and then you can find all the different majors and information that um, can help you go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, again, we're grateful to have you come on today. and uh, You all are having uh, a production coming up very soon. Tell us about that production. Yes, thank you. We're we're having our first the first Christmas play that I've directed here and I uh it is called The Gift of the Magi and it is based on O. Henry's short story which uh, some listeners might be familiar with. And it actually opens tomorrow, November 15th. Uh we have a matinee at 11:30 and then we have two evening shows, Thursday, November 16th and Friday, November 17th at 6:30. And it's it's a really sweet little show about newlyweds in uh, in in New York in 1905, and they've just been married a short time, and 
They really want to give each other something very special for Christmas, their first Christmas together, but they they don't have any money. Mm-hmm. And so they end up sacrificing something very special and um, hard to do for each of them, mm-hmm. but their love for each other is worth it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's the basis of the little play. Okay, okay. Well, tell me... What made you decide on this particular play with the message that this play carries? Well, I usually pray, I always pray about what plays we should do, and it it changes year to year as different students graduate and move on and new students come in. And um, I I really thought that this story is pretty well known. It's a classic. And in every production I do, I try to find... Where is Christ in this? That's very important to me as a believer. Where is Jesus in the story? Uh, at what point is there, even if it's a story of heartache, or is there redemption in it? Just like a lot of our testimonies, we may have, we were in the dark, we were dead until we became alive in Christ, a new creation. Mm-hmm. So in this story in particular, it's about the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, mm-hmm. and the the fact that he is the groom and the church is the bride. So mm-hmm. as we were preparing for this play, we talked a lot about that um, in devotions and prayers and discussing what does that mean for each of the characters, as well as what is real sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a lot of young people, mm-hmm. they may not know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they live, uh, they have nice, comfortable lives, a lot of us, not everyone, of course. Mm-hmm. But to really understand what that sacrifice is and means um, is it w- was at the heart of the show. So that was important for me to get across. Well, you know, and again, I, I appreciate you sharing that, Christy. And I think of this, too, that we live in a world where so much of drama and entertainment is very dark and full of mm. uh, toxic themes and witchcraft and so many negative things. Some of the biggest movies have... Again, a lot of witchcraft and very dark things that are connected to it. And there's such a need for us as believers to understand that that's not neutral. That's not just a, one of the, you know, just the way entertainment is. The fact is people make uh, entertainment dark by choice. And sad, mm. that's sad that that's true. But there is a need for us as believers to understand that we're to live out our faith through everything we do, even and just as you alluded mm. to. As being involved in a uh, Christian production, sharing the light of Christ through drama, through um, through a dramatic presentation on stage. And, you know, we really should sh- seek to shine for Jesus, really, through every single thing we do. So I, I appreciate just the fact that that's a desire on your part. Would you pray for believers to grow in their understanding of the need to live a life where they really do shine for the Lord in that, in that way? Absolutely. I'd be glad to. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for all you've done for us, for all your blessings. I thank you for this day. And Heavenly Father, I just ask you in Jesus' name to to really help embolden our love for you, to be unashamed and bold witnesses for you in every aspect of our life, that we will not take anything for granted, and that we will be strong witnesses and bright lights for you, and that you will help us to reach others with the message of the gospel. In everything we do, let our lives be a constant worship 
for you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you and praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Christy. Uh, Christy, so again, if someone listening uh, wants to try to even see the play, can they uh, still get a chance to come see it? Oh, yes, sir. It is general seating, and it's it's $5 for the general public, and we accept cash and check at the door. And uh, you can definitely come. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to contact me at C. Mitchell, and that's C-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L at bmc.edu. And I'll be happy to give anybody a campus map or any other questions that may come up. It's about a half an hour show. So it's it's short and sweet and, um, and Christ-centered. <laughs> okay. All right. So... Well, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about that. And I wanted to say a word of prayer for you and your work there. Father, thank you, Lord, oh, for Christy. Thank you for the uh, the drama department there at uh, Blue Mountain Christian University. And thank you, Lord, for the witness that they are they're, they're having through this play, this production. Father, anoint the production with a mighty, mighty, mighty anointing. And Lord, use it for your glory and the building of your kingdom. And Lord, raise up more and more Christian entertainers, uh, movie makers and Mm. producers and people that are involved in drama. Help us to know, Lord, that without question, we're to let our faith shine through everything we say and everything we do. Give us wisdom and grace and raise up more and more righteous entertainers that want to do just that, to glorify you, to build your kingdom, and to lift up the name of Jesus. Father, anoint Blue Mountain Christian University as a whole and bring many more students to come there to be better prepared believers and disciples and followers of Christ Jesus. And Lord, use the drama department to glorify you more and more. And thank you for all the students that are part of this production. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, Christy, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing about the production, all right? Oh, yes. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And you have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening Bye. to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. You're calling me over. You're pulling me close. With love you surround me. You give me hope, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're taking me deeper. You're making me whole. With grace, you redeem me, yeah. You restore my soul. Now I'm made new because I. 
music of Lincoln Brewster with Made New. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. And again, we were grateful to have uh, Christy Mitchell on as she was sharing about the production that's happening at uh, a Christian school here in North Mississippi. But also, uh, want to remind every single listener that it's so important that we as believers seek to have and be bold witnesses for Christ in every area of our lives. You know, it's sad how in too many settings it appears that believers are timid about letting the truth and the light of Christ shine through our words, our actions, our attitude, the decisions we make, the directions we take. And the fact is we should be unapologetic and bold about shining for Jesus Christ in whatever ways we can. Remember, we live in a world where people time and time again in relation to to use to, or to, to help illustrate this point by looking at the parable of the Good Samaritan. We live in a world full of people who've been beat up and left on the side of the road for dead, and they're desperately looking for truth. They're looking for light. And we should never be ashamed of the light of Jesus shining through our words, our actions, our attitude. So it's important that every day our goal is to live for Christ boldly, not timidly, but boldly and passionately through all that we say and all that we do and through the decisions we make and the directions we take as well. So may that be the goal for each and every one of us. Thank you, Lord, for every believer listening now. Thank you for each and every one of us. Lord, anoint us all. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of boldness today. Help us to be bold witnesses for Christ. Bless each and every one of us indeed. Expand each of our territories. Cause your hand to be mightily upon each one of us. Keep each one of us from evil that we may not cause pain in the name of Jesus. And Father, thank you for the privilege of being able to pray the prayer of Jabez every day and walking in its wisdom. And Lord, we want to pray like Isaiah as well, Lord. Here we are, Lord. We're available. Send each one of us on many miracle missions this day for your glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We're honored to have in this segment with us uh, Cole Green. Cole is actually a uh, part-time individual that's on staff here at the American Family Association. Cole is a young man. He's 17 years old. He's the son of Ken and Shamika Green. Ken is one of our uh, highly intellectual tech engineers here, a uh, smart gentleman that uh, works here. And so Cole is with us part-time as well, so we're grateful to have him in studio with us today. Cole, how are you? Today? Good, how are you? Doing real good. That's real good. good. And Cole, I, again, uh, something that I really like to have and on regularly on the broadcast is to have young persons like yourself to come on and especially to read the Word of God. And you're going to be reading for us, and we appreciate that. Before you read... I want to ask you this question. Uh, why would you say it's important for young... Now, of course, all believers, young and adult, should be reading the Word of God every day. But why would you say it's especially important from your point of view for young people to read God's Word every single day? Because our spirit's hungry. Mm. We need we need the Word to feed it. We're st- mm. You know, that that's an excellent answer. I appreciate you sharing that. Um you know, it's 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 very helpful for us to recognize that in many ways it you you can you can compare it to our physical bodies. You know, the fact is, a person can feast on a given day, but the next day they're going to be hungry again. Yes. And we live in a world where our spirits need to be fed the Word of God 
every single day. And so it's that's true for young children, youth, and adults as well. So again, I appreciate you coming on and sharing. And so you're going to read for us Hebrews chapter 11, right? Yes, sir. Okay, go right ahead. Faith shows the reality what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through faith, the people in the days of the old earn a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we know now, see, did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God's God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seeks him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about the things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that came that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as an inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and even when he reached the land, God promised him he lived there with by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with internal foundation, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise, and so a whole nation came from this one man, who was a good so who was good as dead, a nation with so many p- people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking looking forward to a country that they can call their own. If they have longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back, but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why... That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told them, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned, that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. 
It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons. Jacob, Yeshua, it was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he learned, as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that he, the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking, he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and the sprinkled blood under the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though titans, as though they were on ground, dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls cr came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab, the prostitute, was not destroyed with the people in her city a f who refused to obey God, for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. How much more do I need to say? It was... It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jebediah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets by faith these people overthrew the kingdoms ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, escaped the death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in the battle and put the whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in the in a better life at the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open, whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning, some were sawed in half, and others were killed with the sword. Some 
went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, despite and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over the deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us, so that they would not reach perfection without us. All righty. Thank you so much, Cole, for taking the time to read that. You know, there are 40 verses in Hebrews chapter 11, and this particular chapter is a unique chapter in all of the Word of God because it sometimes may be referred to as Hall of Fame of Faith. And interesting to note, too, that it highlights characters. uh, It appears they're all Old Testament characters who demonstrated faith in different capacities, and there's an important faith lesson in the life of looking at every single character mentioned. So it's a powerful chapter to read. So thank you for no taking problem. the time thank to read. No problem. Thank you for having me. All right. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word, and thank you for how that your word guides us, informs us, empowers us. Your word sets our prayer life on fire. Your word teaches us. And, Lord, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you and your word are one. And as we spend time reading and meditating on your word, we have the privilege of spending time with you spending time in your presence as you teach us, as you guide us, as you mold us, as you shape us, as you set us more and more on fire, and as you empower us to become more and more believers who are becoming more and more like you. Thank you for the privilege of being disciples and witnesses for you every single day. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And just want to remind you once again, if you don't have the habit of reading at least three chapters in your Bible every day, today is a great day to start that very important habit. And if you're one who decides, well, three chapters is not enough for me, and I want to do at least four or five or six or whatever number, the fact is you cannot overeat God's Word. It will only bless you and bless you and encourage you and strengthen you more and more. So getting into the Word every day is so important. And parents, we'd encourage you, have your children to read three chapters out loud to you every single day. That's a very fruitful habit for you in your home. Hope that you'll do that. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back.
Music of Brian and Katie Torwald with He Is the Light. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Well, today, overall, we're looking at discipleship shining boldly for Christ in the world. And remember this we live in a world that, in many ways, is becoming darker and darker, yet the light of Christ actually is shining brighter and brighter as God's people. The church seek to be faithful witnesses, shining and living for him. So our encouragement and challenge to every listener is live in such a way that Christ shines brightly through you, through you and your life, through all that you say and all that you do in the life that you live. I invite you to look with me now in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. One day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you, and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear 
until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Verses 1 through 20 of Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to take time now to share an article that was on the AFA stand that we wrote entitled, Walking Out Your Calling. Again, the title of the article, Walking Out Your Calling. Romans 11 verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And then Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Again, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. And just a quick note about this article. It was written around the month of May on a given year. And so it pertains to graduation season. Every year during the month of May, we have the opportunity to attend one or more graduations where everything from high school diplomas to postgraduate degrees are conferred. Commencement addresses can be very interesting, sometimes amusing, but, but too often very disappointing. Commencement speakers are usually gifted orators who use the occasion to display their knowledge, praise the graduates for their accomplishments, hold up high expectations for them, and assure them of a bright future. But too often the speaker fails to include God or the will of God in the equation of the graduates' lives and futures. How tragic. If God, meant, if God is mentioned at all, it is often only as an obligatory afterthought. Graduates are challenged to pursue their dreams, fulfill their desires, and make their own way. They're usually told to clearly identify their calling and go after it with all their might. Again, how tragic. The reality is that God chooses your calling, not you. See Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. We're not to decide what we want to do in life and then ask God to bless it. We're to pray and seek God for his call on our lives. Like the Apostle Paul, we're wise to pray, Lord, what do you want me to do? See Acts chapter 9, verse 6. It's been said that if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Before you get upset that God decides your calling rather than you, consider this. God made you, designed you, and molded and shaped you to excel and shine for his glory as you live out the calling he gave you. God knows you better than you know yourself. You were, you were made specifically to carry out the call he has given you, and no one in the universe is designed to carry out the specific call on your life but you. So be mindful of this truth. You were created to succeed at what God has called you to do. Your God-designed calling empowers you to live out your purpose in this world. The most exciting, fulfilling, and satisfying life you can possibly live is the life you live as you walk out God's calling on your life. The wisest and best life you can possibly live is the life of embracing and running after the call of God on your life. But his calling on your life must be accepted and then lived out faithfully. God is not going to change his mind. See Romans chapter 11, verse 29. You can accept his calling and live it out by the power of the Holy Spirit, becoming a great blessing to the world. Or 
you can run from your calling. However, doing so will only lead to a very frustrated, unfulfilled life, much like getting swallowed by a big fish. See Jonah chapters 1 through 4. It will result in the waste of a lot of money, energy, and time in your life. And be aware of this. Wasted time is wasted life. Then maybe after years of frustration, if you live long enough, you can say, Okay, God, I will now do what you told me to do years ago. My recommendation to you is to say yes to the Lord and His will right now by stepping into a more blessed life today. God and His will for your life is the best thing that can happen to you and all the rest of us. Again, the title of that article, Walking Out Your Calling. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the fact that you've called each and every one of us with a specific calling that's an important calling. You've anointed us to be that which you've ordained each of us to be. Open our eyes and our hearts to better to come to know fully what your specific call and callings are on our lives. And Lord, help us to embrace them and to run after them. Help us to steer clear of any notion of running from our calling. Help us to know, Lord, that the best life we can live is a life where we say, yes, Lord, and we step into that calling. Help us to be discerning, to discern what that call is. And Lord, help us to be wise enough to remind you that we fully want what you want. Thank you for the opportunity to know that calling and to walk it out. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, once again, one more reason why it's so important to stay in God's Word. Again, you know, as we mentioned that we regularly, pretty regularly on the broadcast, encourage believers to set a goal to reading at least three chapters in the Bible every day. The time you spend reading and meditating on God's Word is one-on-one time with Jesus. And when you're reading the Word of God every day and spending that time one-on-one with Jesus, He's molding and shaping you, and He's helping you more and more to discern the call of God upon your life. Remember this, the best life, as we mentioned, the best life you can live is a life where you've discerned your calling and you're walking it out. On the other hand, we live in a world where lots and lots of people are highly frustrated. And a big part of it is because so many people don't know what they're called of God to do. So start where you are. Stay in the Word of God. Stay in prayer and ask God, Lord, help me to be discerning and clear of what you're calling me to do and be wide open to what God may tell you, whatever that might be. Again, as much as you might think this to be untrue, the fact is God knows you better than you know yourself. And God knows the best possible and most fruitful life you can live is one where you're discerning his calling and living it out. May you be committed to discerning what that call is and avoiding wasting a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of money. Remember this, as we said, wasted time is wasted life. Thank you again, Father, for the privilege of knowing that you've placed a unique and a powerful calling upon each of our lives. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and passion to be wise enough to run after that calling and live it out. And help us to live it in such a way, Lord, that we're bold witnesses shining for you through the call you've placed upon our lives. We thank you and we praise you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today 
and you're aware that you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply from your heart pray this prayer with me and commit your heart and your life to the Lord Jesus even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live my whole life for you. Help me to read your word every day. Help me to pray and seek you in prayer every day. Help me to fully obey you every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to connect and be in touch with you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please get in touch with us so we can share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get a copy of the article we shared, Walking Out Your Calling, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to get it to you. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. And please pray much for the ministry of the American Family Association. We desire and need your prayers. And please pray for this broadcast, the Hour of Intercession. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.